Alright, what is up everybody? Hey, thanks for tuning in to the VPYA podcast. Uh, we got a name. We're, we're on Apple, we're on Spotify, <laughs> we're all over the place. Um, you can probably even find us in like some weird obscure yeah like podcast yeah. channel or something yeah um i'm not too crazy about the name i i think it's pretty pretty simple pretty mm-hmm. generic so maybe we can even put like a a, a like a post on instagram mm-hmm. yeah for people to submit better Ooh, name I, I like that oh, i like that idea, idea. i yeah. like that yeah yeah but, hey so guys be looking out <laughs> yeah be looking be on the lookout um so uh my name is christian uh alvarez i am one of the leaders over at VPYA, Vantage Point Young Adults, Ooh, Vantage Point Church, Eastville, California. Um, I'm joined today with two special guests. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that is my cue. Is Hello, cue. everyone. I'm Jordan. Good to be here. Uh, I'm Matt, and uh, it's also good to be here, too, for the second time. I'm, I, after the first one, I was like, dude, I could do this for a living. I, I would I'd love to do it for a living, but yeah happy to be here yeah man yeah podcasts are uh, a good time and now i have stuff to like listen to you know mm. just while i'm at the gym yeah. while i'm on yeah. the drive home whatever yeah. um yeah yeah i probably won't listen to this one too too much because you know sound of your own voice yeah. oh yeah <laughs> and everything but uh i would just turn best. down whenever i talk <laughs> yeah and i'll yeah. <laughs> turn up yeah everyone else genius genius <laughs> um well hey guys so we are um, kind of the flow of this podcast is every other week we are jumping into a deeper conversation based off of the conversations that we had on Tuesday nights. Yes. Tonight, is, or well, really today's podcast is all about this past Tuesday, which was talking about who is Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we were in the series called What Do You Believe, which mm-hmm. is all about apologetics. Yep. Jordan, are you... Are you big into apologetics? Was this like kind of your first taste of apologetics? What? Yeah, talk to us. Yeah, so I think the first time that I actually really looked into it without even knowing like the correct terminology, I guess, Mm. apologetics, um, was I'm a Christian behavioral science minor. So I would. That's pretty cool. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So we talked a lot about, okay, Christology, which is the study of Christ, or eschatology, the study of end things. And so kind of in those things, talking about, okay, what is the Bible? What's the evidence for it? So a lot of the things that Eli had discussed um, was in those classes. And even with Christ, like his divinity and, okay, how do we have a backup for our faith rather than just kind of walking in our faith more blindly or just you know taking the word in why are we taking it in you know or how much evidence goes into that you know of course there's an aspect of faith but um just learning okay this is not a blind faith totally yeah Yeah. i love that we've got people on the podcast who can bring in big words like christology (laughs) and eschatology yeah Yeah, because i mean luckily like when you go to a private Christian university mm-hmm. and take Christian classes yeah. and everything or Bible classes. Like you kind of hear that stuff brought up a lot, mm-hmm. but honestly, I'm, I'm curious to like, if you were to look at just, just survey the church as a whole, mm-hmm. um, how many people actually have like those big theological mm-hmm. doctrines uh, yeah. um, in their minds, mm. you know? 
I feel like it's uh I mean if I'm gonna be raw and honest I think it might be very rare that mm -hmm. that's actually a, a common thing within the church as a whole because um, I definitely fell in that category where I was like the whole apologetics when we like I said before in the last podcast when we started I was super pumped so I'm like man this is like we're gonna get down in in the crevices of, of, of the Bible and and I think a lot of people I think where it is that we don't necessarily read the Bible ourselves for the most part. A lot of us come to church and that's mm -hmm. how we get our food through mm -hmm. the church. We don't do the messages as opposed to going home and be like, hey, you know what? I like that. I'm going to go a little bit deeper into it and I'm going to try to figure things out on my own, um, which I think that's important to do, though. We really need to do that, um, especially like myself. I need to do that, too, because there are sometimes where something can be spoken of. And if you're going by the word of man, Mm -hmm. not necessarily of God or Jesus, it could kind of get a little wish-washy mm -hmm. on the way it's presented. So, yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I, and I think, um, you know, that's that's really what we're trying to do here. We're mm -hmm. trying to get down to the heart of truth. Mm -hmm. Yes. We want to know what truth is. We want to mm -hmm. be walking as closely to Jesus as possible because it was Jesus who said, I am the way, the yes. truth, mm -hmm. and the life. So if you want to know truth, look to the guy who said he was the truth, <laughs> right? And so in this pod, we're going to be talking uh, a lot about who is this man, Jesus, mm -hmm. yes. right? Um, he goes by so many different yes. names throughout scripture. Yeah. Uh, he goes by Emmanuel. Mm -hmm. He goes by son of man. Mm -hmm. He goes by son of God. He goes by a bunch. He goes by Jesus. He goes by Christ. He goes by Messiah. He goes by so many other names, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so at the end of the day, just like, who is this person? Um, I was curious, Matt, did you grow up in the church? Uh, you know, I did and didn't at the same time. Okay. I wasn't, I definitely didn't grow up going to church every Sunday. It was kind of like a, hey, we haven't been there for a month. Let's go to church. Mm. Um, I didn't, I grew up Catholic, actually. Mm. Um, I lived with uh, my grandma for, well, not necessarily lived with, but I would stay with my grandma for periods of time. And uh, they were, they attended a Catholic church. So I would go there. And as a child, I really didn't take anything in. One, because I didn't fully understand what was going on. And then two, I mean, as a kid, to me, it was quite jarring if i'm being honest um because the the messages i feel like were are it's more catered to an adult uh, audience mm -hmm. as opposed to a child and at the catholic church they didn't have like you know like how you know we have we have those little small groups for the children you know for mm -hmm. them to learn in, in their level and um, so i think definitely it helped as i grew older to fully understand what it was i was being taught at the time um but yeah i don't think growing up i was really deep in the church I, I i yeah to be honest yeah mm -hmm. i gotta ask you because mm -hmm. uh my grandma was catholic uh -huh. too but uh both my grandparents lived in cuba for most of their life oh okay like big you know catholic population um and my grandma she had these pictures all over her house and i want to i want to see if our grandmas were maybe sharing <laughs> pictures she had the one of of jesus with his his hands outstretched with the holes in his hands did you did your grandma have that same picture? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. As a kid, terrifying. Yes. <laughs> yes. Some. Yeah. Some of I these things, like, especially at night. Yeah. Yeah. There was blood. Like there was a there was a the Sacred Heart mm -hmm. symbol. The sacred Heart. And there was blood dripping down it. I was like, I I didn't even know who this man was. <laughs> 
there was just a picture of, of why like, is his heart exposed what is going on yeah i was like is this one of my cousins that I <laughs> <laughs> why is he all bloody i don't understand yeah yeah um but but yeah man i mean that that definitely has a big influence on mm-hmm. on who we think jesus is jordan what about you did you grow up in the church or not really in a way my dad grew up catholic and then went away kind of and then so my mom was really that i guess staple of faith mm. and but it was more of going to church and praying like at the dinner table and not really integrating the word of god mm. into daily life and behavior uh so i think just going into college then trying to discover that on my own and kind of talking about apologetics like is this a faith that i want to be a part of you know and discovering that for my own and not like oh this is my truth but what is the truth and um i think then getting into that getting into young adults really making it a part of my life and changing my behavior yeah i think that's so good too because there comes a point in everybody's life where they need to make the decision am i going to continue in the faith that i grew up with or am i going to ask questions for myself Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and really pursue again what is truth right um if you if you never question the faith that you grew up with then you're just going to continue to believe it because Mm -hmm. it's what you grew up with it's what's comfortable it's what's familiar um even even if it might not be true yeah exactly um, so, okay, so since we're talking about Jesus, um, we talked a little bit about how he grew up. Talk to me about, because um, for me, uh, I grew up in the, uh, like, kind of going to church. I kind of resonate with you a mm-hmm. little bit, Matt. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom would take me to a, a Protestant church, but um, it was, like, super rare and few and far between. And so, you know, I just didn't have a good, like, theological understanding. And so most of what I gathered from Jesus mm-hmm. uh, was from what I saw on TV, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and unfortunately, I was, like, one of those kids who would watch South Park at, like, <laughs> 12 years oh, old. Oh, man, yeah. And so yeah. Uh, for me— Not the right Jesus. Not the right <laughs> Jesus <laughs> at all. If you're getting your theology from South Park, you, you know— <laughs> That's just, wrong. Oh, man. Yeah. Maybe try something else. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but for you guys, like, how did you view Jesus growing up? Was he, uh, like, was was he special to you? Did you understand mm. a little bit of who he was, or was he just kind of a name out there? Mm. What do you? Yeah. What do you guys think about that? You want to take this? Okay, one? I'll take it first. Um, I think because my mom, even though it wasn't. I guess that integrated integration of the word it was still like this is God this is who we value and this is who save my grandma's life save my mom's life change their their lives so I think viewing him as that savior and kind of the person that I depended on for a lot of things of going to meet with him and in prayer because I'm a very sensitive person so I get sensitive a over a lot of things mm-hmm. minor or big and i think just seeing him as that comforter and that support mm-hmm. system yeah i uh very interesting i, I love these different point of views because <laughs> i saw him as i think i could honestly maybe like a role model but a role model that i would never live up to mm-hmm. um my my mom bless her heart you know even though we would not go to 
church as often, she would definitely, you know, let me know like Jesus is important Mm -hmm. and he needs to be in your life at all times. Not necessarily saying that's how I lived growing up. I definitely didn't have Jesus in my heart as I was growing up. Uh, My dad also too. Um, My dad was more of the Catholic faith. So he would, he would mail me like rosaries all the time and, you know, things like that. And my view of Jesus was always the little guy on the cross, you know, like, or the guy that's on, on our cross on the wall. And mm-hmm. it wasn't necessarily a, um, a, a personal kind of relationship. It was just more of an object to me at the time. Um, that's, I, I saw Jesus knowing that who he was, but again, not knowing what I needed to do to be a part of who he was, I think is what, it, you know, what I really didn't grasp onto. I didn't, I just thought knowing him was enough. Mm. Just, you know, knowing who he was, was enough. And if I prayed every once in a while, then, then that, yeah, then that's, that's what Jesus is there for. And yeah. so, yeah. That's a great point. You, you mentioned, you knew that Jesus was important. Mm-hmm. And I think that across the board, mm-hmm. like if you've heard the name of Jesus, mm-hmm. if you know anything about Jesus, it's probably that you know he's important, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But at the end of the day, there's a lot of historical figures out there who we could say are important, mm-hmm. but just because they're important doesn't mean they have any relevance yeah. on our lives today, yeah. right? Like, yeah. um, you know, I take a look back like at just like any historical figure, yeah, yeah. right? Definitely. Alexander the Great, was yeah. he important? Yeah, absolutely. He changed like all of history mm-hmm. in his time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Does he have any relevant, do I live my life according no. to anything that, nope. you know, do I even know any of like his writings or like, yeah. no, yeah. you know, like I could yeah. go my whole life without doing any studying on Alexander the Great mm-hmm. yeah. and I will be just fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so what, what is it that's different about Jesus mm-hmm. compared to any other historical figure? Mm. I would probably say, well, I mean, easy, everything is what makes Jesus like completely different from from all of our our you know worldly leaders um because Jesus is the one and only that never asks anything of us or doesn't mm. charge us for any kind of living or saving mm. usually you know a lot of um leaders that took on the role of of being you know um a king or mm. being being some kind of a a warrior hero is is one expected to be rewarded and two expected to be, um, um, you know, praised over. But Je- Jesus doesn't necessarily need us to praise him. Mm-hmm. He really, I mean, if we're being honest, doesn't really need us. We yeah. need him. You know, yeah. it's the complete opposite. Um, so I think there are many differences. Those ones are the specifics that pop in my head mm-hmm. when it's compared to people of this world and our leaders of this world. Like, like great, you know, that you mentioned or. Uh, I don't know why the first person that popped in my head was Martin Luther King. I have no idea why it did, but I'm like, okay, that's someone I know. Um, I know he did a speech about his dream that he had and, you know, for all people to be equal, but that's just like, I, but I'm not living by that, you know, mm-hmm. but it, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. that's, yeah, that's basically. I think the closer we are to um, these kind of historic figures, right? Mm-hmm. Because like, I, th- I think, I think Martin Luther King today has like, almost maybe like uh, a more obvious impact mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. at least on Americans yeah. Yeah. right For because sure. like we have MLK day you know like mm-hmm. we like we talk he's a figure that we talk about yeah. that you know we know what he stood for and and if if you're you know 
in the right mind, you probably yeah. agree <laughs> with yeah. what he yeah. stood for. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, like Jesus isn't a guy who lived in the 1960s. Mm-hmm. Jesus is a guy who lived. 2000 years ago right and so it's like the further and further away you get the less connected you are to this person yes but jesus man to this very day people are willing to lose their very lives Mm -hmm. for Mm -hmm. him right and so yeah just jesus is so different i wanted to jump back to something that you were talking about a minute Mm -hmm. ago because i thought it was uh something that something that i really had to wrestle with for for a bit in Mm -hmm. my faith and that is that you said uh, Jesus doesn't need us, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that Jesus died, and while uh, he died and rose again, and we give him praise today, mm-hmm. I think the important thing that we need to understand is that he did not do it so that he would be praised. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Praise is just a result of yes. what he did, yes. right? Because I've heard um, you know, some people outside of the faith, and even myself growing up, that I really struggled with this idea of why does God like have this desire for me to worship him? Mm. Is God Mm. this insecure, you know, Mm. being in the sky who like just made creation because he wanted people to say how awesome he is. Um, have you guys like had that thought before? Have you guys wrestled with that a little bit? Like any conclusions that you've kind of come to with Mm. that? Yeah, I think for sure. I remember like growing up and there's actually I guess not a funny story, but I went to a youth kind of a thing and somebody raised my hands for me during worship. And I just felt so uncomfortable hmm. because I thought I was worshiping wrong. Did you they know? like interlock fingers? <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was like the, it was wrong of me for not raising my hands. Yeah. Hmm. And so I think that just that was already like a negative view of like, OK, there's a certain way to worship and a certain way to praise God. And there was definitely thoughts of why you know talk about pride you know and and like those bold Mm, things of mm. like our god you know being this image of our god being prideful and just like wanting to receive the glory but i just think coming to the conclusion of okay it was because my desire wasn't for him you know it wasn't there yet and i think now desiring like all i want to do is praise Mm -hmm. and all i want to do is magnify his name because he literally built the earth you know and he Mm -hmm. is creator of the heavens and the earth and so i think coming to that conclusion and i guess changing the viewpoint of who god is to you is when that becomes okay this is why i praise not because he needs it but because Mm. it's our response of everything that he's given us through christ everything that he provides us with and clothes us with and just who he is Mm -hmm. like i can't make life appear (laughs) you know and just to be a part of his family that gift i think is that response of praise comes from yeah i Totally agree. I'm just going to sound like a complete echo if I say anything right now, because that was, yeah, that's basically my thought mm-hmm. process. Yeah, it was yeah. the same. Yeah, that's totally fair. Um, yeah, I mean, when you look at creation, right, like Jesus di- or God didn't create us out of need. He mm-hmm. was fully self-sufficient. Mm-hmm. If if humanity, yes. if the earth, if, if none of it was ever created, God would not be lacking anything, mm-hmm. right? Correct. Um, I, I remember I had this thought once that, I was like, okay, that kind of helps make it 
make sense a little bit more in my head. Um, and I, I had this thought of kind of comparing um, the love that God has um, to to a marriage in some ways. Mm-hmm. And, and stick with me here. It might not fully make sense until <laughs> I'm done, but stick with me. Um, so I had this thought of, you know, how a married couple, um, you know, they could be like, think of the perfect marriage, right? Maybe you ha- have kind of a picture of, of two people in your head. You know, they could be fully in love and um, out of that love, they could, you know, uh, have this desire to build a family, right? Because they love one another so much and so deeply that that naturally like springs into life and springs mm-hmm. into a baby that they can share in that love with, right? And, uh, you know, if we're following the analogy, like the father loves the son and the son loves the spirit and mm-hmm. the spirit loves the father. And like, there's so much love in that when the, that when there's an abundance of mm-hmm. love, it's almost like it's natural for something else to come out of that to mm-hmm. join in that love. Right. Yeah. And so like it wasn't because they were lacking in love. It was because there was an abundance mm-hmm. of love, right? There was an abundance of praise and glory. And so out of that creation came so that we might not be commi- like, like, you know, demanded mm-hmm. to praise God, but yeah. so that we would be invited mm-hmm. yes. into that, that love. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and so that, like, once I kind of had that thought, I was like, okay, yes, God isn't, prideful Mm -hmm. yeah god isn't boastful he there's just such a deep love there that i think we have a hard time wrapping our heads around Mm -hmm. because again we're earthly Mm -hmm. love has become so corrupted Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but when you know what true love is it's it's like man that's such a beautiful thing yeah Mm -hmm. oh yeah game changer yeah um let's keep talking about jesus (laughs) yeah let's please (laughs) sorry that was a a quick digression just because i thought what you had brought up Matt, uh-huh. was so good and i was yeah. like dang that's that's no amazing. yeah that, that that was good i i had a something i was thinking about or like you know kind of contemplating and, and trying to see if you guys can help me out here i was wondering so you know there are different views of what jesus was supposed to look mm-hmm. like um you know and you know we had the the some had the view of jesus being this warrior mm-hmm and but instead he came in a different form so i I wanted to pick your guys's brains with that see how how you guys interpreted that or why do you think you know Mm -hmm. this this came to be um well (laughs) i think the the bible talks about the isaiah 53 it talks about um somebody that would come and suffer on our behalf Mm -hmm. and take our transgressions so i think there's this suffering Messiah that we get, but then there's also been, if you look at Daniel 7, there's a king coming on the clouds who's going to, you know, take over heavens and the earth mm. and be mm. ruler and crush all the nations. Mm. And so I think you get those kind of contrasting a lot, you know, because mm-hmm. how is one going to suffer but also be ruler? Mm-hmm. And so I think a lot of the Jews at the time in Rome were expecting this ruler and conqueror, you know, because they were being oppressed by Romans and they knew, okay, our king is coming mm. and we just have to wait for our king and he's going to, you know, make us, well, you know, we, we're prideful <laughs> you know, as humans. So 
I'm thinking their thought process is like, okay, now we get to, you know, kind of be above the Romans mm, and mm. have this ruler on our side. But we first get the suffering servant. We get the lowly that comes on the donkey and everyone, you know, who is this king? And even being a king in that suffering. And I think then we'll get in the second coming that that reigning king that mm. will rebuild the temple, rebuild the church and the people of God coming together and conquering all those nations and having the righteous be one with him. Mm. Yeah. You know what? Even timeline wise, that makes the most sense, mm -hmm. right? That a suffering Messiah would come before a kingly yep. ruling victorious Messiah. Yeah. Right. Because if, if you have the victorious Messiah first, um, then why on earth would there be a need for a yeah. suffering Messiah? <laughs> right. Yeah, true. Cause he's already conquered true. everything. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, the, I just feel like the re one of the reasons why people might want the victorious Messiah um, is because they just like that's the thing that they uh, relate to, you yeah. know, because they feel like, hey, we're the ones suffering. We're the ones dealing with, you know, all the wickedness in, in this world and we're the ones like suffering the effects from it. So mm -hmm. like Jesus, don't come to, uh, you know, suffer, come to rain come yeah. to you know yeah. kick out evil but mm -hmm. when we're asking jesus to do that you know if 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 you know we're we're moving aside what he's done already if we're asking god god send your victorious messiah without ever receiving the suffering mm -hmm. messiah then what he's going to do is he's going to eliminate us yes right because we are enemies yeah. of god yeah. like paul says yeah. right and yeah. so the, the beautiful thing about the gospel is that Jesus said, no, 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 it's not just about eliminating evil. Mm -hmm. It's about getting rid of the evil in you so mm -hmm. that you could be with mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then when I come back, we will all reign together. And rejoice. Let's go. Yeah. 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 And there's beauty in that. Mm -hmm. But yeah. if, if, you, if you miss the suffering Messiah, then mm -hmm. you don't get to reign mm -hmm. with the victorious Messiah. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. I'd... I like what you said because also too by us asking for the Messiah to come as just not suffering but just conquer it's showing our impatience as well totally like like no like we want it now we want this now and I think little do we know like I want it now yeah <laughs> call JD Wentworth if you want it now yeah exactly this, yeah see look we even make we even make by jg yeah <laughs> yes. it's not actually yeah. did not share that information <laughs> i mean look at that's all impatient where we're even making themed you know songs that talking about our impatience and <laughs> I, I, it's yeah it's it's just uh it's crazy because we don't even know that we're basically digging our own graves by mm -hmm. demanding these kinds of things you mm -hmm. know because we're like we're thinking oh i call myself christian therefore when Jesus comes down, I'm going to be with him. And it's like, well, no, it's not that simple. You know, they're there. You, like you said, your heart needs to be changed. You know, their heart of stone needs to now be softened and get in your, your, your maiden anew. And I think that is kind of just yeah, over the head. You know, we don't necessarily think about that. We think about the black and white. Yeah. Um, and that also kind of brings me to my second thing is points of views i've always was curious because sometimes i'll talk to my wife 
on like her point of views of, of Jesus or our savior in a woman's perspective. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of wanted like to like see where we are as far as like, you know, Jordan, her views, and then our views, see if like they're similar or if there are differences in that. Mm -hmm. So yeah, what if you guys, either one of you want to go on first on that one? Okay, yeah. <laughs> you can take yeah. it first. All right, yeah, I'll take it first. Um, yeah, I mean, for me, you know, like I, hmm, I've got baggage in my life. <laughs> so, <laughs> so let's just preach, start man, with preach. that, right? Yeah. Um, but I think, I think part of, you know, my story and my journey has been um i've seen kind of toxic masculinity mm. um just kind of become like a, i don't know just be a real issue right this idea of um you're not man enough mm -hmm. or like even what it means to like be man enough mm -hmm. right um and so yeah when i look at jesus man like i I wouldn't expect if I'm just like thinking about, you know, the Messiah, I don't think I would expect him to be as vulnerable, as humble and as lowly as he, mm -hmm. as he was. Right. Mm -hmm. I would expect, I would expect King. Yeah. Right? I yeah. would expect, I would expect like when you think of King David, when I think of King David, mm -hmm. I think of like a very manly man, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. This, this guy as a young kid, he came in, he took out Goliath, yeah. right? And like Jesus is meant to be in the line of David. So in my thought, I'm like, dang, like Jesus is going to be even more manly, mm -hmm. even mm -hmm. like, you know, more awesome than David. Yeah. And so I would expect him to you know have this like real sense of like masculinity yes. about him right yeah. um but i think at the same time like uh ma i don't know ma masculinity has just changed yeah. and yeah. changes based off of you know different cultures and mm -hmm. everything mm -hmm. right like mm -hmm. um you know i'm i'm cuban so like in latin america like i've got cousins who you know will, will greet you with a kiss on your cheek mm -hmm. and like that's not weird Mm -hmm. in america like in the culture that i grew up <laughs> if i ever went up to one of my boys yeah. and was like what's yeah. up was gave him, nice gave little him a, peck you know just a yeah. quick little yeah. peck. <laughs> i'd get decked <laughs> oh. so yeah so it's just i don't know i guess i guess looking at jesus's life kind of yeah. redefines like what it means to be a man mm. for mm. me mm. and i'm so grateful for that oh you yeah. know because oh, now yeah. my now my um bar of manliness isn't you know the the guys i see in on tv or anything like that or you know anything like that but it's yeah. it's jesus mm -hmm. yep. and what did jesus do jesus laid down his life yes. like yeah 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 i yeah. love jesus guys that's good <laughs> I love that's jesus good so that's much. good yeah. let's go yeah i think it it was easier to see the the vulnerability or be drawn to that because I think as women it's easier to talk about our feelings mm. especially in this masculine American culture mm. of hide your feelings or don't cry you know my dad because I used to grow up playing softball baseball so my dad every time I would cry when I struck out he'd be like there's no crying in baseball yeah. and I mean even even Fergie said it big girl oh yeah cry. my yeah. parents used to sing that song to me <laughs> because I would, and I'd be crying in the back seat and they'd be singing that song looking back oh, at me man. it didn't work but <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I think just that um 
idea of um, not, you know, being proud, you know, and I think even that authoritative manlyhood of taking care of the family, which is good in a sense, but we've kind of altered it and mm. changed it into, to, like you said, kind of toxic. And I remember if my dad would say that or other people, I'm like, well, Jesus wept, you know? Yeah. And so mm. I think just yeah. it was easier to pinpoint those um aspects of jesus that weren't the the crown of you know that we picture now as you know we would maybe see on king david or another king but a crown of thorns and mm -hmm. you know suffering on our behalf and kind of seeing that as a better man than what we see now yeah yeah i i, I totally it's it's kind of blowing my mind how like our differences are as 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 uh, you know men and women how you know we view or we would have liked to view jesus um i think it also like how you were saying it kind of has a lot to do with how we were raised too yeah. um you know i was i was raised of having a father who was like so i'm i'm also come from hispanic you know culture and my dad is just so proud of our last name which is sanchez and he's just like you know like you you know it's funny because i don't know if you guys have ever seen the i think it's called a is it book of life is it called the book of life i'm not sure but uh there's the family in that in that in that movie there there's the sanchez and like the nice. dad is very like you gotta be a sanchez people <laughs> and it's just so funny because like that was my dad you know or you know that is my dad and so i grew up with being you know the tough guy you got to be tough there's like how you were saying mm -hmm. there's no crying mm -hmm. um you know uh don't show vulnerability you got hurt yeah wrap it up yep. and keep walking you mm -hmm. know and um so being raised that way i was thinking well man then that's probably how jesus is then right jesus is if jesus is above us then that means he's just that much more tougher than us mm -hmm. but the fact that he came in a vulnerable position is totally the opposite of what we envisioned what he would have been like mm -hmm. or what he was supposed to be like and and uh and so yeah that 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 was my thing and and, and i've told again I've, I've told my wife about this that when jesus comes down oh man like i can't wait to take up arms with him and like just take down all the demons and just, just like you know like just be at war and whole epic you know marvel you know type of cinema going on and yeah. uh soldier me up yeah exactly dude Jesus, yeah put I'm me in coach put me in so yeah that's uh that's definitely it's it's very interesting and and i think uh, it, it it makes sense though because you know like my wife is very uh like she, she's a strong woman mm -hmm. but she can also be very timid you know she mm -hmm. can be also very vulnerable and um and i think it really comes down to too like we think as men if I may speak for all men right now, I'm sorry, guys, <laughs> if, if I let you down. But I think we think that women want this like strong dude, you know, this guy I mean, that all the gym buffs. exactly yeah. right. You know what I yeah. mean? Like and so like, I'm, dude, I was right there, you know, in that category. I used to go to the gym all the time. Thank God I had double hernia, but <laughs> <laughs> or else I would still be there. Um because that's that's what I thought. I thought like you know my wife needs this strong dude that can protect her at all times and and uh, and you know like I can't show fear. I can't show vulnerability. Mm -hmm. 
But little did I know is like, that's actually hurting my relationship mm -hmm. by not showing my vulnerable side, by not expressing how I really felt because later on it turned into this big old thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, not to go off track, but you know, uh, recently, like I think like I'm seven months in, I started a CR, shout out to CR, um, Celebrate Recovery. That has definitely shown me how to be a man more like Jesus, mm -hmm. not so much the stern armored guy, but more of the man who can actually accept his mistakes and be vulnerable and share his his vulnerability, not only with his brothers in Christ, but also with, you know, with my wife as well. Yeah. And I think that's highly important. And that's something that I'm, I told my wife, I'm like, I'm so sorry it took me this long to actually figure this out. Mm -hmm. um, but I think it's very important for guys to not so much lean on men like Andrew Tate, like you mm -hmm. mentioned earlier, or like men that are just projecting this, like, if you're not drenched in sweat and you're not like moving, you know, yeah. logs around, then you're Liver not king. a man. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, you're you're no king. Um, so I think, yeah, it, it, it's like, ah, like, yeah, it'd be cool to be that guy, but that's not the guy that is needed, you know, just like, again, like we would love to see, you know, love to have seen Jesus come down and just like conquer right off the bat. but. That's what we wanted, but not what we needed. Yeah. And yeah. so, yeah. And I think that's the cool thing about Jesus too. Like, um, you know, in he is the lamb and the lion, mm -hmm. right? And so he is able to be the, the conquering king mm -hmm. that we will need. Yeah. But he is also able to weep for mm -hmm. Lazarus yes. when he dies. Mm -hmm. Yes. And weep for, you know, Mary and Martha mm -hmm. and have empathy mm -hmm. with them and to be able to mourn with them. Mm -hmm. And he's also able to, you know, laugh with, <laughs> laugh with his friends yeah. around the dinner table. And like, Jesus is just such a, such a well-rounded person that it's like, okay, mm. yeah. Like there's something different mm. about yes. this person. Yes. Right. Um, one of the things that I wanted to talk through that I kind of put in my notes um, about, or for my message on Tuesday mm -hmm. um, was just how Jesus kind of differs even from other religious figures, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Because we know that Jesus lived different, but there's other people who live different or too, right? Like you take a look at uh, Buddhism, right? Mm -hmm. Founded by uh, Sid Siddhartha Gautama, right? And like that was a person who lived different and clearly out of his teachings, mm -hmm sprang a, a religious movement, right? There was Muhammad who, you know, lived different and out mm -hmm. of his teachings came a the movement of Islam, right? And so, like, uh, one of the things that I just wanted to touch on was just how Jesus is so much, he's he's not just a spiritual leader. I remember mm -hmm. in, in studying for the message, I came across this, uh, this survey that was done where they were examining, um, do people believe Jesus to be God? or to just be a spiritual leader. Mm -hmm. mm. Mm. And it was like pretty even, half and half. Mm -hmm. um, but that's never, Jesus never claimed to just be a spiritual leader, yeah. right? Like when you take a look at the differences, they are staggering between Jesus and any other mm -hmm. spiritual leader. Like Siddhartha Gautama, he was born into riches. He, uh, he like, left his riches, found a uh, sick man, an old man, and a dead man, and was left with the question of what is all of this about, mm -hmm. right? And so he went on a search seeking enlightenment, and out of that, right, he he finds enlightenment, and he, mm -hmm. you know, starts Buddhism, mm -hmm. and he dies um, from, from what 
scholars believe to be dysentery uh, at the end of his life, right? Like he lives a long, full life. Mm-hmm. And at, at the end of his life, he has thousands of followers, mm-hmm. people following his teachings, right? You take a look at Muhammad, the, the founder of the, of the Islam religion. And, you know, similar story that this was a man who, um, I believe he had nine wives. He had married a, a rich widow. And so he had money, he mm-hmm. had riches, right? And at the end of his life, he lived a long, full life as well. And at mm-hmm. the end of his life, he had thousands of followers following his teachings. Mm-hmm. You take a look at Jesus. Like, so different. Yeah. Night and day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A man who was born into poverty, mm-hmm. lived in poverty, was was practically homeless, right? Yeah. Just a oh, traveling yeah. teacher. Yeah. And he he dies at a young age of about 30 to 33. Mm-hmm. And he, at the time of his death, I'm not talking about like after resurrection mm-hmm. and everything, but at the time of his death, scholars believe that there were only about maybe max 30 people still following him. Mm-hmm. Wow. wow. Like, wow. The difference mm-hmm. is there's something different about yeah. Jesus. Yeah. How do you go from the death, only 30 mm-hmm. people following him, to now being the leading faith system mm-hmm. in the world, mm-hmm. right? And so um, I don't even know if I have any questions on that, but I just thought that that was <laughs> That like, was just a statement, dude. <laughs> that was like a solid statement. That was, yeah. I think it's cool, though, like just looking into Buddhism and um, Islamic religion uh, I think it was cool, like Buddha was just called a way shower mm-hmm. and it was his followers that made him out to be this kind of God figure, even Muhammad, Muhammad the prophet. Yep. And I think Jesus, you even touched a little bit on your sermon of like saying the I am statement, claiming mm-hmm. to be yes. the God of Israel, mm-hmm. saying that he is the way, the truth and the life, being called the Lord and Messiah. Like he did not shy away from being known as God. And I think that is so different than a, just a prophet. And he was a prophet, a priest, and a king, you know, mm-hmm. and nobody else held that title or claimed to hold that title. Yeah. 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 That makes me think of just, uh, you know, the book of Hebrews mm-hmm. touches a lot on that, right? Mm-hmm. This priest king and the line of Melchizedek. And that's a, that's a thing <laughs> for a whole read, other podcast. Read Hebrews. Read Hebrews. It is... I'm not biased, but it's my favorite. It's so good. It is mind-blowing just how much praise and glory and supremacy mm-hmm. it gives to Jesus, yeah. right? But it, it all really goes back to Jesus' teachings that, you know, if it, again, I think I talked about this in the message, but one of the biggest lies I hear about Jesus is he never claimed to be divine. Mm-hmm. If you read the scripture, yeah everywhere he's claiming to be divine right let me just uh i shared this in the message but i just think that this passage is like just ah chef's kiss right let's go (laughs) jesus says in john chapter 5 uh in verse 31 he says if i testify about myself my testimony is not true there is another who testifies in my favor and i know that his testimony about me is true you've sent to john and he has testified to the truth not that i accept human testimony but i mention it that you may be saved Mm -hmm. john was a lamp that burned and gave light and you chose for a time to enjoy his light and then he says in verse 36 i have testimony weightier than that of john for the works that the Father has given me to finish, the very works that I am doing, 
testify that the Father has mm -hmm. sent me. Jesus is saying, I don't even need to brag upon myself mm -hmm. because those who know me will do it for me. Mm -hmm. The works that I do will show you that I am who I claim mm -hmm. to be. Mm -hmm. My Father in heaven will tell you I am who I claim to be. Mm -hmm. John, the one who you know came before me and baptized me and was a voice calling out into the wilderness, prepare mm -hmm. the way Let's for go. the king is coming. He will tell you mm -hmm. I am who I claim to be. So I don't know how you read the Bible. I don't know how you look at this mm -hmm. man's life and think that he is just a spiritual leader. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah. like kind of a, a wordy. I don't know if that's a thing, but I like looking at greek and like seeing yeah. mm. the actual because it's very more meaningful in the greek or the hebrew than mm -hmm. i feel our english and looking at oh it's in acts you've put it in your sermon as well um talking about he is called the lord and the messiah and that same lord is if you look at it in greek is curious mm. and that's the same that is used for lord god like the father mm. and so just even mm. the the verbiage that is used in the bible points to the trinity of god and just the divinity of jesus mm. yeah yeah and that's so good too because we think lord and lord can mean different mm -hmm. things yeah. right um but when you take a look at the original language mm -hmm. you're like no, no 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 yeah he wasn't just saying lord he was saying capital l o r d yeah. he was yeah. he was dropping you know this this idea that he is mm -hmm. god yeah. the l bomb the l bomb <laughs> um well hey let's go ahead and close out with with this um uh i don't know we'll see how much time we got but <laughs> i at least wanted to adjust this um jordan you had asked us this question before the mm -hmm. podcast podcast um but knowing jesus mm -hmm. Um, or knowing about Jesus, knowing of Jesus is different from knowing him, mm -hmm. right? So how do you go from knowing of Jesus to knowing him and kind of what are the differences in there? Yeah, I think um, a lot of, if you look, you know, or if you grew up watching South Park or, <laughs> you know, go on social media, you're seeing, okay, there's this Jesus guy and so many people use it now as a swear word. Like you're constantly mm -hmm. hearing mm -hmm. Jesus, Jesus Christ, you know, who is this, you know? Yeah. And I think, okay, you have this awareness of this guy who lived, these Christians talk about, you know, this Jesus nonstop, come on. <laughs> and um, I think kind of taking that perspective, and of course we have this tool of the word, and we talked about a couple of weeks ago the validity of that and the truth that's in that and just saturating yourself with that but also mm. being around people that know jesus i mm -hmm. think is very different mm. than people that know of jesus um and i think if you're getting engrossed in that community and you're spending time in the word and spending time listening to teachers that know more about it you know mm -hmm. yeah. um like you have a lot of wisdom and i think like hearing you speak every tuesday and wednesday like that's feeding me you know mm. so i think taking those steps to get to know more about christ and that desire is just going to come along with it yeah um so praying that desire does come and that transition of knowing of to knowing him yeah yeah yeah, I think uh, knowing of, I think I brushed it earlier um, when we were talking about how 
you know, seeing the cross on, on a rosary or, you know, just seeing, you know, depictions of him in paintings, which, by the way, he, I don't know, I, I argue that he does not look like how we <laughs> depict him on these paintings, guys. You know, he doesn't look like Obi-Wan Kenobi. Oh, my um, So, yeah, I think, like, in, in that aspect, that's like, oh, I know who that guy is. Mm-hmm. Like, I know who he is. And I think the difference of knowing Jesus and just knowing who he is is that once, like, if you just know who he is, your life technically doesn't change. Mm-hmm. But the moment you begin to know him, the moment he begins to know you. Mm. Ooh, sorry. I'm gonna I'm getting a little emotional here. I just love talking about Jesus. He's just like he's just super awesome. Um the moment you actually build that relationship with him, you allow Jesus to show off in the sense of your life begins to change. You begin to throw away all this sinful nasty things that you were once a part of and once indulging in and you're now new you are now wanting to do better and even if you do fall back and you fall short and you sin again you feel bad about it now you you start to realize like man like wait a minute like that was not okay but before i even knew jesus i was like not even giving it a second thought and i think those are the differences of knowing him and just knowing who he is Mm -hmm. because you begin to show it in your own self in your own life of like man like wait a minute i don't even recognize this guy anymore there's something about it what's going on i have a relationship with jesus now Mm -hmm. i know who he is um i actually just rekindled uh friendships with two buddies of mine back since uh i knew them back in high school and he you know I, again, like I said, I, I grew up like not in the church. So I was living definitely of this world. Like I was living the wrong way. If you guys want to know how bad it can get, just have a talk with me later. <laughs> um, and so these were kind of like part of my road dogs in my group. And recently I just uh, uh, clicked back up with them because they found Christ now. Mm. And they were just so pumped to hear that I did too. And they're like, bro, we got to meet, man. Like, let's let's meet. So I had breakfast with them, which by the way, I would only do this for Jesus. I'm not a morning guy. So the <laughs> fact that I woke up to go meet them at this, you know, breakfast cafe to talk about Jesus, like that's the only way you'll get me up that early. Nice. Um, and so I clicked up with them and just talking to them, I'm like, I didn't even recognize them. I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, I, I recognize the faces, but who they were, I'm like, well, these are two different guys. Yeah. And again, I think that's just showing the differences of knowing who Jesus is and actually knowing Jesus. And yeah. so, yeah, I think, yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, just as, as you were talking, I was kind of just thinking about this fact that um, we all desire to be the best version of ourselves, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, but the unfortunate thing is that we love the things that damage us mm. so, mm. so much mm. that we wind up just hanging on to them yeah and they're just they're just tearing us apart yeah right inside and out and jesus he sees us in that and and those are the things that we're ashamed of right those are the things that man like if if we could keep people from finding out those things about us like we will do whatever we can to avoid that mm-hmm. but jesus he sees us in it he knows it and he doesn't meet us with condemnation right Mm -hmm. romans chapter 8 verse 1 for there is now no condemnation Mm -hmm. for those who are in christ jesus he Mm -hmm. sees us in it and he calls us to something better Mm -hmm. right he says no no no, no. you don't have to stay in that there is a better way follow me right Mm -hmm. I i believe that like the same uh the same offering that jesus gave to 
you know, those people in the first mm-hmm. century who were just living lives that they didn't want to be stuck in. Mm-hmm. He's extending that same opportunity to us. Follow me. And man, when you do, like, oh, geez, I, I know how short I fall, right? Like, mm-hmm. like every week I'm just looking at my life and being like, God, I'm, I'm, I'm messing up again. I'm failing again. I should be better. I'm a pastor, right? Like, why don't I, why am I still, you know, just the way that I am? And I go to Jesus and I, I feel like Jesus, you should be, uh, you know, so disappointed with me. I should, I'm, I've been following you for so long. Why am I still not the way that I think I should be? And Jesus, he never meets you with condemnation. He just says, my grace is sufficient for mm-hmm. you. Amen. Man. Yeah. Jesus is so good. Powerful, that's, I think that's so the powerful. difference between knowing of Jesus and knowing mm-hmm. him. Yeah. That you, when you know of Jesus, you expect condemnation. Mm-hmm. When you know him, you receive nothing Ooh, but grace. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. Come that's on. good. I think yeah. a lot of people have that, that view when mm-hmm. they know of Jesus or yeah. know of God. They have mm-hmm. that God of wrath and mm-hmm. only mm-hmm. see that side and yes, our our God is just and wrathful, but he is so much more abundant in love. Yeah. And like, that's what it, it describes God as, you know, abundant in love, slow to anger. And just even in creation, like wanting us to be part of that love. The whole gospel story is God wanting us to be part of that relationship, us falling away, mm-hmm. and then God finding a way for us to be back in that relationship. Yeah. And like, I think that's too what makes Jesus different than any ruler like that by his death mm-hmm. we're made new and purified like no other person did that it was always like well, they died a normal death and okay we're just gonna practice his teachings but he took on a cross willingly for us mm-hmm. and it's a faith that we come before and don't say how great we are mm-hmm. and all the things that we're doing right because we're following his teachings to a T. Yeah. It's, Lord, I am nothing without you. There's no good thing apart from you. And that is just like coming to re- that realization is beautiful, even though it's daunting at times. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. okay, well, he's meeting me with his grace, which yeah. is so sufficient. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I liked uh, what you guys are talking about, about a, was it a condemnation as opposed to grace mm-hmm. and love? I think uh, uh, a lot of us or a lot of people who who see Jesus and God as this is this uh this this judging you know person who wants to send them to hell but it's because of the things that he shares with us in the bible but i think no that's what love really looks like mm-hmm. love looks like if you really love someone you know whether it's your 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 mother your father your brother sister or even you know someone you're in a relationship with and you see that they are in the wrong path, wouldn't you want to help them? Wouldn't you want to say, hey, you know, this thing that you're doing may not be the best thing for you. That is what love looks like. Mm -hmm. Love doesn't look like, oh man, they're doing that. You know what, I love them, but so I don't want to tell them anything. Yeah. I don't want to hurt their feelings, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, and and so I think it, 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 it's, it's funny because like sometimes I'll see people and uh, super random, I'll see people and they'll have like, you know, earlier like their lunch and their like teeth the or something yeah yeah you know the exactly cilantro. yeah the whole cilantro <laughs> situation right and i'm like man like i love this person so much i'm like 
I, I got to say it, but I don't want to hurt their feelings. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where we get caught up mm-hmm. today. I love them, but I don't want to hurt their feelings. Mm-hmm. I don't want to, 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 to like, in a sense, hurt their emotions. I don't yeah. want them to see me differently. So I'm just going to allow that mm-hmm. piece of cilantro to stick in their teeth, <laughs> you know, as opposed to being like, hey, bro, like, here's uh, some floss. Like, get yeah. that get that little ugly out of your mouth yeah. and then you know mm-hmm. you can go about your your day looking nice and pretty um so yeah i think that that's that's something that i've always looked at i'm like man because sometimes I'll, I'll 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 do that i'll allow the cilantro to be in my my brother or sister's you know yeah. teeth because i don't want to hurt their feelings but i'm like man but that's not that's not yeah. what we need to be doing especially when it comes to christ we need to share the word we need to mm-hmm. share the kind of love that jesus wanted us to share with and sometimes it's it's not going to be accepted kindly you know mm-hmm. and but again that's where we just show how much of jesus's grace is going to overcome that you know dis uh dislike of what is being told to them you know again but it's got to be given in love though yeah. it can't be given in judgment can be given in you're gonna go to hell you did it's like well i mean there's ways of saying this a little more caring you know we can't because again we we are all in that same group you know just because i feel like i know this part of the bible more than that person doesn't mean that i'm gonna go into heaven and they're not mm-hmm. like no i'm still got to see myself in the same boat but now we're just mm-hmm. all trying to help each other yeah. we're, we're all each other's life's rafts you know we're like dude hang on to me man like we're all in this together um but yeah so yeah that makes me think i don't know why do you guys watch cobra kai yeah, oh, did you, no, I have uh, not indulged okay. in that yet. Well, the last season, hopefully not a spoiler, <laughs> but awesome. they Go have to it. protect the egg uh, or mm-hmm. their eggs. Mm-hmm. And they first start doing it all by themselves. And each mm-hmm. one of their eggs, the sensei is able to crack. Mm-hmm. And it's not until they come together mm-hmm. and wrap their arms mm-hmm. together and all fight together that they're mm-hmm. able to protect this egg. Let's and go. so it just made me think of like what you were saying, you mm-hmm. know, being together and you you have to be in the same boat mm-hmm. you know we're mm-hmm. all in the same boat we're mm-hmm. all struggling you know to mm-hmm. do this faith and mm-hmm. even in we're so blessed but even in other countries where it's you're persecuted for this faith like if you're alone yeah. doing that yeah that is not yeah fun i mean not anything is fun in that yeah. situation but like when you have your brothers and sisters who are confident in this faith together mm-hmm. then it's what uh, looks way different than when you're standing alone yeah 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 what is it in Ecclesiastes? A, a strand of three cords is not easily broken. Hey, hey, hey. Sponsor, <laughs> sponsored by three strands. Clothing. Let's go, let's go, let's go. <laughs> it's so funny. I was gonna rock one of my shirts today, but man, I oh, see that's got that's God telling through you to tell me you should have worn the shirt. You should have worn the shirt. <laughs> All right, hey, let's close out with this. Um, I, I always like when you know they're when podcasts or shows or whatever Mm -hmm. are like kind of summarizing their conversation and say, uh, give it back to me in a tweet. So, so just, (laughs) so here's my question. Twitter. (laughs) How did the kids tweet now? (laughs) (laughs) Tweet, tweet. Uh, Here's my question. Who is Jesus? Mm. Give it to me in, in, you know, as short as you can summarize it. Hmm. Ooh, ooh, that's uh, I think it's kind of hard. Well, for me personally, it's hard to sum that up in just mm. a tweet, man. I, I like, I can like, if you have me to describe Jesus, I just won't stop talking. So I, <laughs> I think I'm, I don't, Jordan. I think I'm gonna have to do this to you and just lay all of this on you. Okay, awesome. <laughs> I think to summarize it, I think of all of Jesus's names, and I mm. think Jesus is 
Emmanuel, Jesus is God, Jesus is Savior, Jesus is Comforter, Jesus is everything that we need and was everything and gave everything. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. Mm. and I, I just love when we names or even forever Yahweh, like mm. speaking the names of God and um, Adonai and everything that just beautifully depicts Jesus beautifully depicts who God the Father is. So, yeah. 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 It makes me think of you said Jesus is is everything, mm-hmm. right? Um and that's not to say like oh, like that chair over there is everything, yeah. but he's <laughs> we're we're saying like he at the end of the day like is all that matters. Mm-hmm. It makes yes. me think of this story that I heard a pastor share one time um while I was at, up at a retreat and um he was talking about man, I forget what country it was in, but he was in a he was in a um, in a third world country and he met this woman who just like had absolutely nothing like she just you know lived like in one of the most poor situations that you know you could imagine and um you would think that someone in that situation would just like be you know be living kind of a a miserable life Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but he asks her this question who is jesus to her and and she just starts to laugh she just, she just, this huge smile crumbs across mm. her face and she just starts to laugh. And just, she looks at him and obviously there was a translator, but she just looks at him and says, Jesus is everything to Oof. me. Oof. Jesus is everything mm. to me. And so let me tell you this. If, if you, you know, for those watching and listening with us, if you don't know Jesus yet, um, or if you don't know him like that, mm. man, just pray to him, study his words, get to know him because that's yeah. who Jesus is. Mm-hmm. That when you know him, he becomes everything mm-hmm. to you, right? I, I think one of the things that I really enjoy is, you know, this conversation, like there is just genuine joy <laughs> yeah. from each of us yeah. as we talk about Jesus, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, I, I want everybody to know Jesus like yes. this, yeah. right? Yes the point where it's not just uh, oh man oh you're bringing up jesus oh that makes me uncomfortable yeah yeah uh, but oh you're bringing up jesus yeah he's my favorite yeah <laughs> yes. i could talk about that for yeah. days yeah let's yeah. let's geek out about jesus shall we like Absolutely. let's sit down and just talk hours about here's him. Yeah. to geeking yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> here's to geeking <laughs> all right hashtag. guys yeah hashtag geeking yeah. <laughs> that's how the tweet's gonna end that's the new podcast name <laughs> geeking. <laughs> geeking with bpy yeah. um all right guys well hey thanks for tuning in uh whether you're listening on spotify apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening to podcasts or if you're watching with us on youtube um man we're just so grateful to have these conversations we pray that it blesses you um if you guys are in the area want to join us on tuesday nights come through vpya every tuesday night at vantage point church follow us on instagram at vantage point ya and be sure to keep posted uh wherever you listen to podcasts so with that we're out we're out